Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome into the Scraby Show. A little bit of a different look for me right now. Tony Gwynn Jr. cleaning up his stuff right now, so I'm a little embarrassed. But you know what I'll do is I'll talk about how they forced me into this this spice eating challenge on Thursday. So we're going to have to... I'm going to at least attempt it at this point because I'm someone who cannot let people down. And I feel like at this point I would let people down if I didn't do it. Tony's shaking his head yes. Here is a text message I received from a listener that heard I was going to do this challenge. Bro, if you get a 10 on the hot scale, you're going to die. Like legitimately, you might have to sign a waiver. Ty normally goes from one to five. Anything above that it, it, uh, requires training or genetic mutation to eat. So uh, you're definitely making me a little scared. I got to say. I got to say. I put myself in the corner on this one. Scraby put himself in the corner this time. No one else put me there. I did. And so Thursday. You know, I'm kind of happy about one thing is that I don't have to deal with going to get the food anymore because Chris is going to deal with getting the food, but I'm not looking forward to it. I got to say, I, I, I rewatched that video of eating the ghost pepper chip. And then whenever Adam, Adam, our boss texted me and said, he's going to try it with us. If he can, he actually did try some of the ghost pepper chip. I'm not kidding. Like he ate it and he goes, wow, this is really hot, but I wouldn't say that he overly died or anything like that. Overly died as Tony and Chris are sitting here listening to me do this, knowing that I'm going to end up dying on Thursday. Bye, guys. See you later. Uh, Clemson, as Chris would like me for me to tell you, up 78-72 over North Carolina. 23 seconds left. Uh, did you know you can listen to 97.3 The Fan with your smart speaker? Ask your de- device to play 97.3 The Fan to give it a shot. All right. I am going to be an annoying 49er fan tonight at some point. And if I don't do it tonight, I'm going to do it tomorrow. Because the 49ers players said something last night during the Super Bowl opening night or whatever it's called these days. And they said a a couple things that I think is telling of what's going to happen in this game. So I'm going to have to tell you that in a little bit. The Padres, though, I have to talk about the Padres because the Padres, they have obviously not made any moves today, but 
I was kind of thinking about this on the drive down, and I was thinking about the excitement of the team last year. I was thinking of how many people were really excited for the season to begin. But right now, it's there's not much for us to say about the team because we don't have a complete team yet. And I will say, once again, I am not worried about having a complete team show up for opening day because that will happen. They're not going to go forward with just two outfielders. It's not going to happen. But I do think the Padres are in a little bit of danger of losing the momentum they created with fans over the last two years. I don't want to, I don't want to make it too serious because we're just talking baseball. But if that team, if this team doesn't round out soon, I am worried that the momentum that was created over the past few years may go away and they could easily get the momentum back. They just start the season and win. And, I, I, I'm not real sure. I'm not real sure that the Padres are going to win this offseason in fans' minds. And so if you have any thoughts on that, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. I'm not sure if this uh, quote, or if this number that I'm about to read is, is correct, but Javier in the chat said, I'd say 30% of fans or even more are not excited this year. And... I would say thirty uh, percent might be a good one. I would say maybe twenty five percent from the people that I talk to. One out of four people that I talk to are, are are not excited about this year or are frustrated by this year already. And I that is definitely a product of not making the playoffs last year, and that is a product of having a pretty quiet off season. And these people, I, I fully believe, can turn it around real easy. Like, they're going to get back on this train once the season starts. But there was so much momentum heading into last year. It was hard to ignore it. The Padres were the talk of baseball. Now, looking back, I don't think that was the best thing for the Padres because there was a ton of pressure on them. And it's it, there was a ton of pressure on them. And so they didn't handle the pressure very well and the momentum throughout the year waned. And then it came back a little bit in the off season. I feel like because people were excited about some of the new additions to the team and maybe certain guys that they could sign. But as the off season has gone along, I, I, I just feel like the not interest, the interest is going to be there. But I feel like the, the the fans that I am talking to, at least, are skeptical about a winning season, which I feel like they're going to have a winning season. But things feel a lot different than they did the last couple of years. And they really feel different uh, this year. And so I, I don't really I don't really want to cause panic or anger or frustration. But that's where I was at driving down to work today, thinking about the Padres and thinking about what what is what has happened this entire offseason. And then again, we could be sitting here at the All-Star break. The Padres are in first place. Things are working out. So one of the things this job has taught me over the years is that I need to wait and see. And that's not necessarily the easiest thing for me to do because I'm not great at waiting and seeing because I need usually I need answers now 
And this job has made me become a person who's going to be a little bit more patient. Maybe become a person that is going to wait and see. So I don't know if you feel like that. If you want to reach out on social media, you can at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy Y. If you want to watch the show, you can do that on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and X, just 97.3 The Fan SD um, is where you need to go for that. 97.3 The Fan, if you search that in YouTube, you'll find it. 97.3 The Fan SD for X. Castro says on the chat, all we can do is wait and see. That's exactly what we're in the holding pattern right now. But pitchers and catchers report on Sunday. So, yes, yes, if you're thinking, no, Scraby's wrong. Pitchers and catchers report February 11th, which is Super Bowl Sunday. It's time to get caught up on the latest with the news of the day. All right, news of the day for today. We're going to start with something we briefly touched on during Gwen and Chris. And it would be the National Labor Relations Board ruled that the Dartmouth men's basketball team are employees of Dartmouth and are allowed to go forward with an election to create a union. This is wild, and I really believe that this could change sports because um, here's here's from the article that I was reading earlier because I am not a lawyer or an attorney. I think those are the same things. But basically what's happening here is that the um, the players are, as I said, considered employees. I'm, I'm just going to read it, okay? As set forth below, I find that because Dartmouth has the right to control the work performed by the men's varsity basketball team, and because the players perform that work in exchange for compensation, the petition for basketball players are employees within the meaning of the act. Additionally, I find that asserting jurisdiction would not create instability in labor relations. Accordingly, I shall direct an election in the petition for unit. So basically, in legal speak, they are allowed to create a union and what this what what's going to happen next the 15 members of the dartmouth basketball team are going to vote to form a union if players are interested in doing so they vote yes obviously and they will need eight to get this union going that means that players would be paid regular wages from the athletic director budget and they would likely begin collective bargaining with the school over other working conditions this could be crazy, and this could 100% change college sports if this takes off. And Dartmouth, the one that is trying hard to get this going. Now, I guess in 2014, my voice just cracked. That was weird. I guess in 2014, the Northwestern football team received a similar ruling, but it was overturned at the national level because the board said it could not assert jurisdiction. So maybe this gets shot down again, but as of right now, Dartmouth... The Dartmouth men's basketball team is allowed to go forth and vote to create a union. That's wild. Wild. Uh, All right. The second news story of the day, Jose Altuve of the Astros. He is extended by the team five years, $125 million. And so as we talked about on the show, is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? Maybe not first ballot Hall of Famer, but he will be a Hall of Famer at some point. Here's the thing, though. Can we forget, as a society, the trash can banging stuff? And I think, by my experience of talking with all of you over the years, I think the answer would be no, we cannot forget that. Now, 
I I think that there obviously was something fishy going on, and when Jose Altuve, you know, wouldn't let someone, I guess, rip his jersey off, it made him look suspicious to me. So I'm not one who's going to carry a grudge forever. And here's what Carlos Correa said about that moment where people were like, why did he act so weird as he was running across the plate? Carlos Correa, his teammate at the time, said this. Don't take my shirt off. So there you go. But I don't know that we are in a place right now that we can forget the trash can banging stuff. I really, really am not thinking that people are going to forgive it. And I... I think that Jose Altuve is going to be remembered for this incident the rest of his career, which if he was cheating and the story, the rumor was that he had a buzzer on his under his uniform. That's why he said, don't take his shirt off because he didn't want to reveal the buzzer. So there was something I can't remember the specific details, but it was like if a curve is coming, you're going to hear two bangs on the uh, trash can. And if a fastball is coming, you're not going to hear anything type of thing. And Furthermore, there was rumors that there was a buzzer under his shirt so that he would know what was coming. And if that is it, I, I don't know that we'll ever actually know, but I think this is going to follow him around for a long time. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Hall of Famer voters do because they have taken the stance on all the steroid guys forever that they're not going to let the steroid guys in. Gary Sheffield... Gary Sheffield basically, uh, you know, he, he was mentioned in in a report, and it ended up costing him the Hall of Fame. So we'll see what happens with Jose Altuve. But I think voters, if they're going to take the hard stance on the steroid guys, I think you have to take the hard stance on the Astros because there was something going on. And it seems like Major League Baseball tried to throw it under or sweep it under the rug. Not throw it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. But Jose Altuve, five years, $125 million. He's going to be an Astro for life. And uh, we'll see how his legacy goes going forward. Last news story today is going to be a new streaming service for everybody. I know everybody's super excited about a new streaming platform, but ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers are going to launch a sports streaming platform together. And it's going to include offerings from at least 15 networks in all four major professional sports leagues. Basically, what they want to do, they're going to create kind of a new company for this, and they're going to have a one-stop app to view most sports, and that's where they want to go with that. And I was reading a little bit into this uh, earlier, and what some may say about this is that these three sports platforms are coming together so that they can pay for sports rights fees together, and they don't have to pay the exorbitant is that the right word? They don't have to pay the insanely big rights fees that they would have to pay as a single network. So if they come together, they form this sports app, give people one spot to go, then they can pay for these rights fees, and then they can uh, kind of eat the cost altogether. So I'm not real sure that I'm not real sure when this is going to come out. I think they're trying to launch it later in the year. Oh, and here I even got more news now. I just clicked on this article. And it's going to include offerings from 15 networks, ESPN, ESPN+, Plus, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC, Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, True TV. Uh, subscribers would also 
Here's another great thing for Disney. They also uh, have the ability to bundle the product with Disney Plus, Hulu, and or Max. So, I think Tony said it best earlier. This is going to be the future, A. But really what Tony said was, these guys just wanted to get ahead of the game. These guys, these three companies, wanted to do what the Big Ten and the SEC are doing and trying to come together to save the sport. But really, I think these guys want to be first. And so now, if this was a secret kind of negotiation between ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers, some of those other streaming services right now, some of those other networks right now are feeling like they're way behind because now they got to do their own thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see other networks coming out with their own app and joining forces. And all I want is for everything to be in one spot. That is what I want. I don't want to deal with the 10 different apps that I have to sign on to to watch stuff. And so this ESPN Fox and Warner Brothers app is going to at least cut down on that soon-ish. Soon-ish, I say. You're listening to The Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan. Thank you for joining me tonight. Again, you can watch on YouTube, 97.3 The Fan. You could also listen on the Odyssey app, and you can go to X at 97.3 The Fan SD. All right. I'm going to be the annoying 49er fan. When we get back, I'm going to tell you why the 49ers are going to win it all and has nothing to do with any play that's going to be run on the field. It's about something else, and I'll tell you that when we get back here on 97.3 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can over think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Big game coverage on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Solo Stove. Feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. Visit them today at solostove.com. I had someone uh, earlier today ask me for the breakdown on what I can and cannot say about the Super Bowl. So here's how I remember it. If I'm selling something, I cannot talk about the Super Bowl. I could talk about the big game. But if I'm actually talking about the game, then I can reference the Super Bowl. It's very complicated. I get it. 
It seems like it's very dumb, but the NFL is very serious about it. Also, um, the guy who says, uh, I think it's Bruce Buffer, let's get ready to rumble, that guy. And he, every every year I get an email from corporate and they basically say, please do not mention those words. Please do not try to, you know, recreate this in any way, which I guess I kind of just did. But it's very serious about that. You have to, you will get in trouble if you use that. So I didn't do that just now. Didn't do that just now. Before we get into why the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, I would like to bring your attention to the MLB Network. They are loving these lists right now. And so they did all the positions. And now, just like the NFL, they are counting down the top 100 players in the league. And they've already done 191. Number 100 would be Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds. And I'm not going to name all of them. But the first Padre to be named on these this sort of list would be number 88 best player in Major League Baseball right now. That would be Hassan Kim. So... There you go. Hassan Kim is the first Padre on the list at number 88. And I know that we've been talking about Hassan Kim a lot this offseason. And I know that I said that maybe trading him is a good way of building this team up. But I, again, would like to reiterate that I do not think it's a good idea for Hassan Kim to be traded. And I've said this many times, so I'm not going to go back over it again. Uh, Hassan Kim is a great player, and I would like to not see him go anywhere. Javier says HSK is not at 88. He's mid-60s. So there you go. There you go. I don't know about that. I'm always bad at ranking stuff anyway. So uh, Another question I had yesterday, actually, uh, during the Scraby Show, but I never got to talk about it, was Jim Callis of MLB Pipeline. He was on the show yesterday and I was paying attention to the chat a little bit. And then someone tweeted me about it later. And basically what they were saying was, man, Jim Callis does not like any of our prospects, but he likes everybody else's prospects. Because if you listen to that interview yesterday from Jim Callis, he was coming from a real perspective. And I I guess I don't want to lecture, which I often do on this show from time to time, but here's like what, I've been doing over the years to kind of make sense of it all and what they're actually saying. And because I can understand why you would hear that interview yesterday and you would think Jim Callis does not like the prospects. We're in big trouble. But I think what Jim Callis was saying is that he was talking about them being ready to contribute at the big league level. He didn't say anything about them not being good. And so I wanted to make sure we, we we covered this because it is two very different things to me. And again, I can understand why people would take that interview as he doesn't like prospects. But our question was, are there any minor leaguers within the Padres system that are able to be brought up right now and can start for the Padres? And he said basically outside Jackson Merrill, I don't think so. He did say that Ethan Salas is the most valuable talent in baseball. Uh, but other than that, he was just saying that they aren't ready yet. So doesn't mean they're not good, but it definitely means that they're not ready, which I kind of agree with. And I've said this on the show before. I don't want guys that to get pulled up because of necessity. That means that there's something else going on at the big league level. And I'd rather have guys go up later in the year and kind of 
be able to uh, work themselves into it and instead of just being thrown into action at the major league level. So I, I just wanted to talk about that real quick because Jim Callis wasn't talking bad about the Padres prospects. He was just saying, unfortunately, there's no prospects that are ready to go right now. And so that is uh, that's not surprising because some of these guys are really young. And we'll see what happens going forward. All right. The 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, and I'll tell you why. I read a bunch of stuff last night about what was said at Super Bowl opening night, and that's basically Super Bowl media night now. And it is very apparent to me that the 49ers have not forgotten what happened in the Super Bowl in 2020. They were leading 20 to 10 with 713 left in the fourth quarter. So the 49ers had this comfortable lead. And they we're going around asking players that played in that Super Bowl and are still on the team. And Eric Armstead was one of them. And they asked him, what was your memory of the last Super Bowl? He said, third and 15 to Tyree Hill down the field. It changed the game. So that's number one. Number two is Kyle Juszczyk, the fullback for the 49ers who played in that Super Bowl. He said, the pain you feel when you lose a Super Bowl is unmatched. Unmatched, he said. Juszczyk also said that he didn't watch the Super Bowl for six months after because even after four years, the feelings of losing have faded a little bit, but it definitely took a long time for these guys to get over it. Debo Samuel said it took him a year and a half to watch the game for the first time. And Debo said, it's been driving me ever since. Making the Super Bowl my rookie year, I just thought it was going to keep happening and keep happening. In reality, that's not how it works. And here's George Kittle on the sideline of that Super Bowl kind of reflecting on getting there and losing. But here is George Kittle and what he was saying as the minutes ticked away in the Super Bowl. I will be back here. I will be back here. And I will be back with vengeance. You will not get the best of me in this circle. So some people might think that's cheesy, and part of me thinks it's a little cheesy, but he was mic'd up. And he's in, I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. The 49ers are hungry for this. The 49ers are trying to erase the, the pain and the hurt of the previous Super Bowl. They had that Super Bowl, 20 to 10, with seven minutes left. So you, you tell me that these guys haven't been waiting for this moment for the last couple, last four years since that Super Bowl? I I would would bet that they have more of a motivation to win this Super Bowl. And I know this is going to be crazy. But I would bet that more of those guys on the 49ers are dying to win a Super Bowl than most of the guys on the Chiefs. All of the guys on the Chiefs want to win the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're not trying to win the Super Bowl. But as you win... And as you go through, Tom Brady has said this before. It's very hard to stay motivated. And it's very hard to stay motivated for uh, an entire regular season. And it's really hard to stay motivated knowing that you've already done it before. There's no, what else is there to do? Now, Patrick Mahomes is is an incredibly motivated person. I have no issues with him. I, I'm scared that the 49ers have to play him in the Super Bowl. But knowing that George Kittle, Debo Samuel, 
Um, Fred Warner was even talking about it. Eric Armstead. They all remember that feeling of losing the Super Bowl. And I think that's why the 49ers are going to win. I think that it's – here's what George Kittle said recently or last night. He said, right afterwards, it was inspirational, definitely like – I was that close. How do I work harder for it to go differently? Now I don't really think about it. It was an opportunity I had. You learn from everything, win or loss. Um, he said, we wanted it. I wanted it. I didn't get it. Let's go back and try it again. So maybe not really a, 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 a huge quote there. But again, this is why I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan. Let's talk about coaches. Andy Reid for a long time, was the coach who couldn't win the big game. And Kyle Shanahan seems to be that coach right now. He can't win the big game. He can get to the big game, but he can't win it. And there are there's a lot of losing that goes into winning. And the 49ers have done their losing. And Kyle Shanahan has done his losing. He was the offensive coordinator for that 28-3 Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Falcons. He lost that one. He lost the one with Jimmy G as his quarterback here against the Chiefs. And I also think one last thing about this. I think that knowing the 49ers are playing Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs again, it's going to give them that extra motivation to go out there and win the game because you do not want to be another statistic on the Patrick Mahomes stat sheet. And if you're, if you're a Super Bowl or if you're a 49ers player who played in that first one and is playing in this second one, you don't want to have to say that you lost to Patrick Mahomes twice in the Super Bowl. So long story short, long story short, I believe the 49ers are going to want the the game, want the win more than the Chiefs. Crazy to say yes. Inaccurate to say maybe. But there's something about the way the 49ers are talking this week that I like. And I'm not talking about the squishy practice field that they're supposedly complaining about. I know. I get all your messages. I'm not a fan of them complaining about the squishy practice field either. But they did. They did complain about it. Roger Goodell got mad at them for it. But I don't know if you're with me on this. I don't know if you think I'm a complete idiot. Which I know some of you might think that. But I'm ready for the Super Bowl. It's only Tuesday. Why can't it be Sunday? I'm ready to go. This is... A Super Bowl that I've been waiting for for a long time. Very long time. All right. When we get back here on the Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan, I am going to quickly update you on the Oakland, or not the Oakland, the Las Vegas mayor. We have new developments in that. And we also, I put a poll out about a certain event that was on TV, and I was pretty surprised by the results. So I will tell you that. Also, the Daily Gripe, all of this Still to come on The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Final segment of the Scraby Show for Tuesday night. Real quick, just wanted to say happy birthday to my dad. He is, uh, I'm not going to reveal his age. If you were with us earlier on the Gwyn and Chris program, I revealed his age. But I don't know why I'm feeling bad about that all of a sudden. But happy birthday, dad. Thank you for uh, supporting me, honestly. If people like what i bring to the show then you can thank my dad and my mom because they really helped me get here so i appreciate that and happy birthday i'm gonna get to this a's or actually i'm gonna get to this now and then i want to play a clip from ruben niebla from uh, ben and woods he was on with them this morning and he had some interesting things to say about the new pitchers that were just brought into town after the juan soto trade but we talked about this on the uh on gwen and chris and the mayor of las vegas carolyn goodman was basically saying that she was not excited about the A's coming to Las Vegas. Uh, she said that she would even here. Here's the exact quote. Um, oh, that was the wrong quote. I was just about to give away the the whole reason I'm bringing this up. Uh, she, I can't find the exact quote right now. Typical scraby after I tell everybody to thank my parents. But so she said she. Wants the A's to stay in Oakland and try to work it out with their own city because she doesn't think it's the best fit for the A's to come to Las Vegas. Well, now, after she did this podcast on Front Office Sports, she is saying this in a statement. I want to be clear that I am excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in Las Vegas, and it very well may be that the Las Vegas A's will become a reality that we will welcome to our city. Lombardo told the, or sorry, Governor Joe Lombardo told the Las Vegas Review Journal today, it was a little frustrating to see the comments made by the mayor. And honestly, she pulled back her comments and realized what she had said. I think it is important for the people of the state and everybody involved with the A's organization themselves that I'm fully supportive of them relocating here to Las Vegas. And I'm going to do everything in my power as the governor to make it happen. So here's what I think happened with Carolyn Goodman. She said what she felt. She does not want the A's in Las Vegas. She wants the A's to stay in Oakland. And the governor called her and said, hey, we really, really need you to take those comments back and say, we love the A's. I want the A's in Las Vegas. Bring me the A's. I'm the mayor of Las Vegas. I want the A's in Las Vegas. I'm pretty sure without actually knowing 
that she received a phone call or an email or a text or something from someone saying, hey, you got to walk these back, which is total politician move. I know there's a lot on the stake or a lot at stake for her. But when you say something, stand by it, stand by it. But she's not standing by it. She actually is now very excited for the A's to come to Las Vegas, which is not what she said on that podcast. All right. Ruben Niebla was on with the morning show. He's the pitching whisperer, as Tony would call him. He's the pitching coach for the Padres, very involved with the coaching staff. And here is what Bennett Woods asked him this morning, what he's seen from Michael King, Brito, and Vasquez. And here's what the pitching whisperer, Ruben Niebla, said to them. Yeah, I've been uh, lucky to spend some time with all those guys already. Uh, I've seen Michael King uh, throw in the lab. I've seen him throw live, um, you know, in our bullpen at Petco. So, um, you know, very impressive, uh, you know, person. Uh, you know, it seems like this guy's uh, going to fit right into um, to a leadership role. We're hoping that, he, you know, he steps in. And, and not to put that on him, but we know that he's capable and he has some attributes to be a, a, a leader. Um, you know, he's obviously had a lot of success, uh, you know, coming here in the bullpen and we're looking forward to seeing what he's capable of doing on the mound and rolling lineups over. And, um, you know, as a starter, it's going to be a little bit more, more, uh, more challenges, but it seems like he's, uh, he's going to be up for it. Um, Brito and Vasquez are, their, their stuff is electric. They got really good stuff. Those guys, uh, you know, again, our scouting department did a great job identifying some guys that, you know, have good upside. And uh, those guys are just uh, showing showing their face into the, the major league world, uh, per se. And, and so we're also looking forward to seeing those guys and see what they're capable of doing, you know, with their opportunities now. Um, you know, it seemed like uh, when they were in New York, it was, it was getting opportunities here and there. They broke into the big leagues as as relievers, um, got an opportunity to start, but you know they've uh, they really uh, it was out of default, and so now uh, they're getting a real opportunity here to come in, showcase what they're capable of doing, and and we uh, we're we're going to be paying close attention to see what the how they can help us. That was pitching whisperer and pitching coach uh, Ruben Abla on with Ben and Woods this morning. If you want to hear the full interview, you can go to our website, 97.3 The Fan SD, or you can go to Ben and Woods on Twitter, and they will have that for you. You'll be able to find it. But I didn't expect Ruben Abla to say anything bad about them, but I, I really do think we talked at the beginning of the show about having to wait and see about the Padres and the roster and about how we can judge them. Right now, we can't judge them, but I think this is one of the most exciting things for spring training is to kind of finally see these guys, Michael King, Brito, and Vasquez, see them in action and see what they can bring to the team. And I think that will maybe make people feel a little bit better about things as long as the, the it's good. But I think once people see the players that were in return for Juan Soto, once they see them actually playing and pitching, I think it will maybe remove a little bit of that anxiety about the coming season. And I, what Ruben Niebla said right there is very important because he's been able to work with them already. He's been able to talk with them already. He's been able to form that relationship with them. And I saw a video, I cannot remember who posted it, but it was of the Petco Park bullpen, and they were doing 
um, they were doing uh, just different guys were throwing. So they were at least together. And Michael King, when he came on with Tony and I, said that he was going to be coming to town and he was going to be meeting up with Joe Musgrove. And so Joe Musgrove, you know, he's kind of – Joe Musgrove's kind of leading the charge as the guy who is the leader of the team, A, and B, he's the guy who's going to make guys feel comfortable. I remember when Adam Frazier came to town after the trade. Uh, they had played together in Pittsburgh. Adam Frazier didn't have a place to live, so Joe Musgrove said, hey, come live in my, I think it was a pool house. Come live in the pool house for a little bit and so you don't have to stay in a hotel. And so Joe Musgrove took everybody out to dinner the other night kind of as a team bonding thing. But I really am looking forward to seeing with what Michael King can do. And I've said it so many times, but really that's all I can really talk about because until he throws his first pitch as a Padre, I cannot talk about anything else other than being excited for him. And I I think that again, in closing on this, I think that people are going to be much happier to see these guys in action rather than just on paper And so, again, some of that anxiety, I believe, will end up going away over time. All right. So I said this. You're listening to The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, whichever you would like to call it, you can, at Matt Scraby. So I put up a poll yesterday. I said, curious, I'm not a Grammys person, but how many people care about the Grammys? And I was surprised, actually, at what the result was. So there's the, these are the four options I provided. I watch every year. I at least know who won. I may watch if I'm bored. What are the Grammys? And out of all four choices, 40% of people said, what are the Grammys? And I know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I really thought more people watched the Grammys than I was aware of. And then the second biggest response was, I may watch if I'm bored. And so I'm not trashing the Grammys by any stretch of the imagination. That's an award show that people love. But I was very surprised that most of the people that were that answered this poll said they didn't know what the Grammys were, meaning that they don't watch the Grammys. And that's uh, shocking to me. Sometimes when I put polls out, I get answers that I didn't never expected. And people not knowing about the Grammys is something that I never expected. I have never really watched the Grammys. I'm not much of a music person to begin with, basically because, you know, I'm in talk radio. So I love podcasts. I love, they call it the spoken word. I love spoken word stuff, stories. And so I listen to a lot of that. And so I've never really watched the Grammys. But I will go and watch a performance on the Grammys. Um, Javier says on the chat, it is not appealing anymore, Scraby. Times have changed. Times have changed, and I don't know what's not appealing about it anymore. Now, this could be a totally uneducated opinion about the Grammys, which it is, but I feel like I heard a few years ago about the Grammys being fixed, and certain record companies will end up paying people to vote a certain way. And again, I'm not sure if that's true. I don't know that that's actually been proven or anything like that. But maybe that's why it's not appealing anymore. Because people are not really buying that the people that are winning are actually the the most deserving candidate. And I don't know that I can get behind that. I can't get behind that, actually. How can you even bet on the Grammys? I'm sure you can bet on the Grammys, but how can you actually bet on the Grammys if if 
certain awards are fixed. I don't know. I don't know. One of those things I will think about as I fall asleep tonight. How do I find out if the Grammys are fixed? Uh, I talked about in the last segment, the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl against the Chiefs because of their loss to the Chiefs in 2020 and how much how hungry they are and how much each player that was on that team and on this team for the 49ers are using that as motivation to not lose this game. Tony on Twitter, designed results, said, Matt Scraby, if losing Super Bowls meant you were hungry enough to win a Super Bowl, the Bills would have won one, but instead they lost a bunch in a row. And that is a really good point because the the Bills did lose four in a row. The Bills lost four in a row, and the theory that I had that the 49ers are going to be hungry kind of goes out the window with that comment. So thanks, Tony. I'm just kidding. It's a good comment. It's a good thought because – Makes sense. The Bills did lose four in a row. I can't imagine going to four Super Bowls in a row and losing four Super Bowls in a row. That would be brutal. So brutal. Diesel said on the chat, NFL scripted. Maybe. Um, Cactus Man said streaming took over. Interesting. Cactus Man, if you're still there, tell me, tell me what you mean by that. Streaming took over the Grammys, meaning, I guess... That more people have more options to watch different things, or they are just not watching traditional cable anymore. Uh, I know that I don't watch traditional cable anymore. I usually stream everything that I watch, and it's either on my phone or on the computer. But I don't know. I don't know if if streaming has anything to do with it because you can find it on Paramount Plus. Super Bowl is going to be on Paramount Plus. By the way, there was a conspiracy theory that I brought to the show weeks ago and it was the super bowl logo was red and purple and so people were thinking it's going to be 49ers and it's going to be ravens so i was sitting online the other day or this morning actually clicking through some stuff and i went to paramount plus to watch something and on the screen right there was a logo of the super bowl and it had the 49ers and the Ravens logo. It did not have the Chiefs logo. So you tell me that the NFL isn't trying to get the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. The NFL is trying to get Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. And the NFL is trying to make Patrick Mahomes a walking legend. You tell me that's not true. All right, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. As you can tell, we're coming to the end of the show. So it's about time for this. What's annoying Scraby today? Let's find out. It's time for the Daily Gripe. Okay. If you have any Daily Gripe suggestions, please reach out to me on X, at Matt Scraby, uh, or leave it in the chat. But I I don't really have a good one today. So I was, I was talking to the guys. It's shocking I don't have a good one today because I usually have a good one every day, or at least a good one in my mind. But I was talking to the guys before they left, and I said, hey, what should be my daily gripe? And they basically said, you should gripe about you talking about things that you can do when you actually can't. So my daily gripe is going to turn the tables on them. My daily gripe is going to be when Tony and Chris don't listen to me and put words in my mouth and then end up making me eat a fireball basically now i know i said it i know that i said it 
I said I get a 10. I had no idea that there was two separate scales of, of Thai food, okay? But Tony Chris have ran with this. I'm going to be a big, a good sport, and I'm going to do it. But I may have to run to the hospital after. I just got a text message a little bit ago saying that I need lots of milk. Milk? Milk. I've lo- People say I say milk weird. Milk. It's not milk. It's milk. Anyway, I'm out of time. Thank you for listening. Scraby Show back tomorrow. Gwen and Chris back tomorrow. Ben and Woods start at 6 a.m. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.